0: It is overwhelming, can you feel it? It is life depleting, can you sense it? Here is a person, the psalmist, who is caught up in the waves of depression. His life is no longer his own. His eyes are bloodshot and sore from crying. And his body and soul are ringed lifeless from grieving. He has no strength. His years of misery, his day in and day out of depression has caused his body to waste away even to his bones. He is ravaged by guilt, real or imagined. And his years and years of suffering might have begun just yesterday for time passes differently for him now. He's not able to sense the world like he once did. He is convinced that no one wants him alive and that he is totally isolated, tied up in the anxiety of his own mind. His neighbors don't want him to be around for his poisonous sorrow is too much to be near. Eventually, the psalmist fears for his life. Whether this fear is real or imagined doesn't really matter. The pain the person is suffering is real either way. Do you know the feeling? Do you know that ready to give up feeling? This is the last straw, the final blow to all that the poet is suffering. He feels abandoned by God and his depression cuts him off from the last vestige of hope that he had had tucked away in his pocket. I know how he feels. Depression is that darkness that overtakes and swallows me up. Where even a hand in front of my face is blotted out with the stiffness that my eyes strain yet can't see. It is the blindness to all things happy and the deafness to all things joyful. Depression is that place where all my effort goes into drawing the next breath and I wonder, is it worth it after all? Depression dribbles black tar onto my heart so that it only beats once in a while. And the, hope, the pulse of hope that was there a year ago, or was it yesterday, can't be found. With razor-like precision, depression severs the link between my suffering and my families and friends so that speech becomes too arduous and explanations just too tiring. Depression is that intense anxiety turning away at my insides, the deathly still silence that covers the surface. It is that never-ending end, that land of total loss where there is no place to turn around and no footprints to retrace. You may not have had major depression, or maybe you have, but I'll venture to say that you've known fear like this, that terror that you'll lose your job. That late night phone ringing when your teenager is out after curfew? Noticing your partner is forgetting more than he used to? But it is at this point there appears for the psalmist a pinhole of light in the darkness, in the darkness of his depression some tiny intrusion into the blackness that he has grown accustomed to. Can you see it? Do you see the beam in the darkness? It isn't new. No, it's always been there. But now, by the grace of God, this bedraggled and downtrodden at the end of his rope, person can see it. For the first time, this suffering soul, whose eyes were dry from crying out all his tears, whose body was wasting away, whose spirit was broken in isolation, can see the tiny beam of light shining into his blackened world. The light is the grace of God. The miracle is that now we can see it. The psalmist has been given a warm ray of grace from God that is breaking him out of his misery. In John's gospel it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. So back in the very beginning, the beginning of all this, the beginning of all of us, Even then, the darkness did not overcome the light. From the moment the word was with God and the word was God and God said, let there be light, there has been light. The darkness can never extinguish the light. That's not just the physical world in the night and day and sun and moon and stars. That is in you in your life, in your very soul. The darkness you may be feeling around Christmas, whether you feel a letdown after the holiday race, or maybe the holidays were very different for you because of a hardship you faced in the last year or so. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how bleak you feel, the darkness will never extinguish the light. That is the promise of Christmas. That is the promise of the Christ child. That is the promise of the indwelling light. For thousands of years, the promise of Scripture has been that you will share in that grace. You will know that in breaking light, you will share in the gift of God's grace to intrude upon your sorrow and pain. I have experienced such grace. It was Christmas 2008. The holidays are the worst time for me. And I was in one of the two worst depressions I've ever experienced. My world was very much as the psalmist felt. A seminary friend of mine invited me to the Christmas Eve pageant at her church. It was pouring rain, and I got home to a dark and dreary apartment and was far from being able to sleep, and I knew I needed to write. So I lit a single candle, got out a notebook, and began to write. All kinds of thoughts came pouring out of me like the rain outside my window. Some ridiculous things, like a letter to my nephew apologizing for not seeing him grow up, and other bits of suicidal ideation that made me wonder what the folks who had jumped off the bridge might have been thinking about at Christmas time. And I just kept writing and writing, and I filled a notebook just as the sun was coming up on Christmas morning. I suddenly felt very, very tired. I could hardly sit up or see straight, so I decided to go to bed and sleep a while. What an amazing few hours. It was a grace-filled sleep. One of those deep, undisturbed, and peaceful sleeps that happen to me very rarely. That was my pinhole of light. That few hours of sleep was the grace of God. But it wasn't just the sleep. That interlude interrupted my darkness. That sleep that powerful sabbatical from my torment got me out of the place that had consumed me for all those days and hours before. My depression was still there, and in a few days I entered a hospital and was successfully treated for it. But the crisis that would have changed a lot of lives was averted by some much needed peaceful rest. My darkness had not overcome the light. The psalmist knew of this grace of God, and he is telling you to look for that pinhole of light, that beam of grace. It is always there. When you're in it, it doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem that anything or anyone can help. But I'm telling you, The psalmist is telling you, the word is telling you, that the darkness cannot stand against the light. The healing happens when, because of the grace of God, we can spy the pinhole and see the beam of light. The grace is the light. The miracle is that we notice it. The psalmist knew that. And you can know that too. In the meantime, in the waiting, in the terrible, awful waiting, I'll stand with you. Diana and Joanne will stand with you. I know this because they have stood with me. This is what a faith community does for each other. We open our hearts to each other. We share our pain with each other. When you're afraid, when you're sad, when you're just plain lost. We receive God's grace and the support and caring and love that comes in the pinhole of light we give to each other. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. That was true in the moment of creation. That was true for the psalmist. That was true on Christmas morning. And it is true for us right now. There is nothing so dark that the light of the grace of God cannot break through. Nothing. Amen.